0: The rest stop. Brad Restituto comes up with the pocket. Fires to right
1: side, caught by Diggs. Stay home. Oh up. my God! Oh my God! I need no game. Time. Time. Oh. Are you kidding me? It's the Minneapolis Miracle. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the rest stop we're live on a Tuesday October 6th we come to you every Tuesday and Thursday live 9 to 10 o'clock Pacific time with me as always Spencer the Wiz you can follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz I'm Brad Restituto you can follow me on Twitter at Brad the Believer and please make sure you download the Twitch app and go to www.twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football and check us out on that platform live. And uh, we've got another great show for you tonight as sports is in full effect uh, with Major League Baseball playoffs underway. The NBA Finals just finished up their Game 4 tonight. Uh, The WNBA Finals came to its conclusion. NFL Week 4 has just concluded and we're running wildly into Week 5. College football is now out. Uh, So sports is just running wild here in Las Vegas where we're at live. The Shriners for Children open is taking place this week at TPC Summerlin. So we've got golf, too, MMA, boxing. Uh, so just a, a plethora of sports all around. And, of course, we'll get into some of our recap of the NFL and some of the NFL news. Uh, but let's start off, Spence, with the sports that happened tonight. And we'll start off in the NBA with the Lakers. Uh, in a tough game with the banged-up heat, uh, Bam Adebayo did play tonight. Jimmy Butler had a nice effort But the Lakers got some key contribution from the role players, KCP, Kuzma, Rondo, uh, and they were able to get the win tonight. And LeBron, you mentioned it, had a really solid second half. And the Lakers take a stranglehold on this series three games to one. The Vegas line was seven and a half, a late shot by the Heat, allowed them to cover the spread. Uh, But a great position to be in, Spence, for the Heat. Three to one sounds a lot different. Than two to two if the Heat would have found a way to win tonight.
0: Yeah, that makes all the difference. And uh, we obviously didn't have a show before the last game, but what the Heat were able to do differently, you know, from these blowout games in game one and two is the way they handled the pick and roll with them. And out, they had went, uh, you know, just regular zone. But what they're doing now is on the pick and roll, they're actually pushing LeBron towards the horizontal sidelines Threatening the double team, which really forces them away from going into the lane. And they're also going under, and LeBron hit them a little, like hurt them a little bit by going that under. I think he hit like two of six. So really, I think the Heat are comfortable with that. And really, the story of the last game was that the Lakers just weren't making their shots, and today they made a lot more. LeBron had this big performance in the second half, something that the, the Heat really just can't sustain. And then when you have like guys like Kentavious Caldwell Pope in the corner hitting threes, you know, like dagger threes you almost just have to tip your hat and be like, yep, I mean, that's just the way we're going to lose.
1: Yeah. And Spence, you have it captioned under there. Do the Heat have any chance? It's going to be really tough, Spence, for them, for the Heat to make this a series in this unconventional NBA finals, in the bubble, in Orlando. There's no travel situations here. And the Lakers, they've got to win one out of the next three games. And, you know, I don't know if it's gonna happen in game five. Um, but we know what LeBron could do when he turns on that gear. And if Anthony Davis does what he's accustomed to doing and the role players do what they can do, uh the series is over. Uh this is not the Nuggets that came back from three to one and they had they were down three to one against the Lakers, and I, I think the Nuggets are just as good a team as the Heat. Jimmy Butler's a stud. He is the alpha on that team. They've got some players, but just not the right matchup to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series, Spence.
0: No, and I think the big storyline throughout the NBA playoffs is like everyone was saying that the center position was dead for years now, and the most influential players of this playoffs have been the big man. You can even see the same for Adebayo, who isn't quite performing in the finals because he's going up going against someone like Anthony Davis. We saw his influence and that was, I mean, Autobio the, the literal reason that they beat the Celtics. And you see Anthony Davis's dominance, so I think we'll see a resurgence of the big man. And there's just there's no quick fix for Miami. It's not like they should change matchups. And I think what the Lakers did well, and Frank Vogel again, we've talked about this, his ability to make adjustments. Put Anthony Davis on Jimmy Butler today, and that made quite a big difference. And LeBron can handle Autobio because he's quick enough. And Autobio just isn't skilled enough in the post actually to take advantage. So the Lakers, again, with a great performance and a close game.
1: Uh, Spence, we lost you there for a second. Um, You could throw, yeah, throw Corey's comment up there. I don't know if this is true. I can't verify this. I haven't been on Twitter to see uh, if Kyrie said this, but I don't know if he's joking or not. But to me, that's a ridiculous comment. Uh, I don't know why Kyrie wants to continue to have his name in the news and want to be relevant during this bubble situation as he was uh, chirping about – Ah, uh, players not playing. The guy can't stay on the court. He's been a cancer to his last few teams. Uh, I, I think he's gonna be a disaster with the Nets. I don't think that the Nets with him and KD are gonna, well, I mean, the East isn't that strong, but I still don't think that they're gonna win a championship with those guys under there. Uh, Kyrie Irving's a clown to me, okay. LeBron got him a title, even though he was a star in that series against Golden State. But with Brad Stevens and the team in Boston, uh, for you to screw that up, and really, I, I think they've got good pieces over there in Brooklyn, Spence, with Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis Lavert. They really've got some talent over there. They've got Allen in the middle, uh, and they've got DeAndre Jordan who can rim protect. I think they've got a lot of good pieces. But Kyrie's the type of player that'll screw that up. You know, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't trust this guy. As a team win guy, he's a me guy, and for him to say eighty saving LeBron's career is laughable. I mean, look, guys. yeah, Go ahead. yeah,
0: and uh, Kyrie, I think also threw shade at Steve Nash already, saying that he's just there to like for appearances, I guess. So again, he just he loves to just say all these things, and I think his heart's in the right place. And we've seen what he's done, what he's done off the court, of course, paying for all those WNBA salaries for girls who opted out, which is great. But on the court, in the locker room, again, he's just right. showing. Uh, continually for all these different organizations that it seems to be him as the problem.
1: Yeah. And look, I'm not going to attack him as a human being, as a person. I just think as a basketball player, he's, he's a lot of show, not a lot of dough. Okay. The guy is very flashy, but the guy can't win uh, or or be the star of the team that I mean, and win titles or get to, to championships. Um, You know, he needed LeBron to get him over the hump and he thought he, he could be, uh, the leader of the band. When he left, that was his goal. And I thought he made a mistake. I thought he should have stayed in Cleveland with LeBron and tried to get another one. And look, the, the, the guy is just not consistent enough on the court and he doesn't make people better. I mean, we look at guys throughout the landscape of sports, like a LeBron James, you know, we can even say a Jimmy Butler. Uh, LeBron makes his team better. It, there's There's no question about it. And look what the Nets did shorthanded without Kyrie in these play. Look, they got to the playoffs and they played tough. They won some really big underdog games with Karis Levert leading them. Um and Kyrie just doesn't elevate. He this this Brooklyn team on paper should be outstanding. They should be able to compete with anybody. Um, but they're not going to with, with this group of guys. Kyrie just I I just hopefully he can turn the corner for his sake and and for his opportunity to win a title without LeBron. But it's just tough. It's tough to treat uh, to teach an old dog new tricks. So we'll see how that shapes up. I think this comment, uh, if it's true, that he made on Instagram is laughable. Uh, LeBron is like nothing we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. And I, I know that's like a cliche thing to say. But Spence, the guy, is 17 years strong in this league, in the NBA. No serious entries of note. And he continues to play at a high level. And, and he, it's, there's not been a whole lot of drop-off. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what to say. As Corey's throwing shade at us here. Okay, champ, we'll get to you a little bit later. Okay. Just hold your horses. Uh, you had another great week. The, the whiz had another great week, him and Dapper, Dave Perry. They want to have little laughs as they're throwing back some scotch at their little houses right now. They probably have a ham sandwich in the basement or or in the guest room. Why the baby's sleeping for Corey and the wife's asleep for Dave. Okay, they got jokes at our expense, at our expense, Spence. Uh, but we will have the last laugh. Corey will be back on Thursday to defend his title. He had a great week. Uh, he was ten and four against the spread, I believe, or eleven and three.
0: Eleven and three. I was yeah, eleven and three. And
1: outstanding job by Corey. Uh, I got to give him his credit because he came under the lights on the rest stop and, and he uh, he kicked ass. He kicked our ass. And, you know, for him doing that, I'll give him credit on, on the text before the week before he texted me his picks. He was on fire. So, look, if you want to win yourself a bunch of money, tune into the rest stop. Not only tonight, but on Thursday as the champ Corey Fulton comes back to defend his 11 and three against a spread record. And he'll win you a, a shit ton of money. OK, so make sure you tune in. But that won't last all season, Spence, because I'm going to be making a comeback at some point. And uh, I will overtake. Yeah. And Corey's not going to have every week as the champ on here. He's got to beat us both outright every week. So he's going to be – we're going to oust him this week. Okay, I got screwed by the Bears. I would have cashed a lot of tickets. We'll get into the NFL talking a little bit. But other sports that went on tonight, uh, aside from the NBA, we talk about the, the great win by the Lakers. They've got a stranglehold on the series. Uh, here in Vegas, of course, WNBA, uh, the Seattle Storm ended the night and ended the season for the Las Vegas Aces as they sweep that series. Brianna Stewart, the former UConn superstar, is the MVP of the WNBA Finals. Uh, and a big win, and a blowout win. And Spence, you called it. You called it from the beginning. Um, now, you didn't expect the Aces to get to the Finals. But but tell the audience out there, uh, you know, your observation about a team that's not able to extend and stretch the floor from three-point range in this day and age, in sports, uh, has no chance.
0: Yeah, I, physically they are capable. They have the personnel, right? I just I don't like the will the way uh, Bill actually coaches the team. Uh, they attempted five threes, five threes. They went two of five from the three point line in a closeout game against Seattle, and they got absolutely demolished. So uh, they shouldn't have faced the Connecticut Sun in the conference finals. They were they had a negative record, so they were overachieving too, and they barely won that series. This is going to extend far past just the season, even with Kelsey Plum and Liz Cambage. If you can't play a modern offense, you're not going to win it Uh, at a high rate, uh, or at the very least, you're not going to win a title.
1: Uh, Dave, don't go to sleep on us tonight, okay, because we're going to talk about your Dolphins in the football segment, so hopefully Dave Perry can stick around for the whole show this time. I know he gets tired uh, around uh, 1230 um, East Coast time. Hopefully he'll stay awake. We're going to get into some Dolphins talk, some football talk. Uh, Dave Perry is also a big Florida Gators fan. They looked great over the weekend in college football with an impressive win in conference against South Carolina. Uh, they've got a big matchup this week against Texas A and M. So we'll talk some college football. Hopefully Dave will stick around. But more about what happened tonight, Spence in Major League Baseball. We're right in the middle, in the thick of things, and uh, in play in the playoffs. And it looks like. And correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll double-check here, but it looks like the Tampa Bay Rays evened up the series tonight uh, against the Yankees. They won 7-5, to five, and the Rays hit four home runs tonight in victory, and they take down the Yankees, and that series is tied at one. The Houston Astros, Spence, who barely got into the playoffs – uh, won their their wild card matchup and now have a two nothing lead on the Oakland A's. And George Springer tonight had two home runs and they take down the Athletics five to two. And I know uh, Brian Bravo is a huge Astros fan. I don't think he's in the chat tonight, but if he is, his Astros deserve credit. And then Game One of the NLDS saw the Braves take down the Marlins nine to five. Ronald Acuna had a big home run leading off, and uh, the Braves have a nice victory tonight. And then a game still going on. And the NLDS game one of Padres Dodgers is tied at one. And uh, the Dodgers have one run on no hits is what I'm showing here. So baseball playoffs right in the thick of things going on right now. Uh, It looks like Benny Superfly has arrived. Um, He is here. The Big Ten is coming is what he's telling me. It's too bad that his Chargers aren't coming anywhere as they blew a huge lead this past weekend. Uh, we'll have to ask Benny who his team is in, in college football, but college football is in full effect. And Spence, this past weekend in college football, there was quite a few upsets. As Oklahoma, as a, as a, as a big favorite, lost to Iowa State. Um, uh, Mississi- uh, Mississippi State lost as a big favorite this past weekend. There was a, a, quite a few. UCF, a double-digit favorite, lost outright to Tulsa. Um, So, I mean, if you had the guts to make some big money-line underdog plays in college football this past weekend, you really would have raked in the money as uh, a lot of underdogs came through. TCU was an underdog against Texas. They won 33-31. Arkansas is the team that beat 16th ring Mississippi State. Uh, LSU, they they cleaned house against Vanderbilt. They were a big favorite. Um, And we mentioned uh, Dave's Florida Gators. They got a nice win against South Carolina, 38-24. Kyle Trask, the quarterback for the Gators, looks pretty good. Um, and some weapons there for the Gators on the outside in the tight end position. So college football getting in the swing of things. And as Ben mentioned, Big Ten looking to get back in the mix. The Pac-12 looking to get back in the mix. Here uh, in Vegas, the Mountain West Conference, we're hoping get started here next month. So Spence, jump in here. College football going on. We're finally getting uh, some of these conferences back playing. And, I mean, are are you a big college football guy? I mean, it's one of the most popular sports out there. People are fired up that we're getting college football back, and we're getting it back before next season. A lot of these teams want to play here in the fall.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watch it obviously on Saturdays is what you pull up on TV, but it is kind of hard to follow this season, especially because everyone's season so disjointed and you don't really know what the outcome of any of this is going to be anyways. Like who knows what bowl season is going to look like. So I'm not as high on it, but of course as a sports fan, I'll watch like the big games are on TV, but I don't feel comfortable enough to bet it with my own money if uh, that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, Spence. Well, look, week four wrapped up last night on Monday Night Football. We had the doubleheader. Because of the COVID positive test by Cam Newton and the Patriots traveled to Arrowhead to take on Pat Mahomes and the Red Hot Chiefs with Brian Horrier getting the start for the Patriots. Brian Horrier was terrible, but Bill, Bill Belichick in that defense played Pat Mahomes as tough as you can. If there was anything that looked like a, a lock, it was the Chiefs to really roll the Patriots, but it didn't. It didn't transpire that way. As as Belichick had the Patriots ready, the travel situation was atrocious. They had to travel to Kansas City the same day. It just got all those players out of whack. They had some injuries, missing their starting quarterback, and still they were right there in that game from start to finish.
0: Yeah, I got to give it to Bill Bill Belichick and the Patriots again. Like You can't just run Brian Hoyer off the streets and just win against the Chiefs. It's not going to happen, and the game would have been obviously a lot closer if it wasn't for that pick six. Uh, but it's going to get covered again because the chiefs are playing the Raiders next week. So we'll have another 50, probably 50 point performance, but this is now the second game where the chiefs have been held. I guess you can say, you know, their defense isn't really all that impressive, uh, but you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see if this is an actual leak in the chiefs. Like, cause they looked unbeatable last year, but this year I think they look slightly beatable.
1: It was interesting. Belichick's approach defensively last night is he, Uh, predominantly had three guys rush, didn't bring a lot of blitz and dropped eight in coverage, and he seemed to have some some success. I don't know if that's going to be a blueprint to beat the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs have weapons that can come underneath and they can get yards after the catch, and Mahomes, of course, can make plays uh, with his legs. So uh, the Chiefs get a win like that. A lot of people expected it to be close, but if we got the number like we got early in the week, six and a half, um, you really were sitting good because the sports books weren't going to refund as long as the game was played within seven days of Sunday. And it was, so that line shot up to, to 11. I think it closed at 10 and a half, but the Chiefs ended up getting the late couple scores and covering that spread and the Chiefs are 4-0 and the Patriots are 2-2 and and they're hoping to get Cam Newton back. Some of the reports are um, that he's got a test negative for COVID for a couple days in a row to have a, tr- a chance to get back uh, in the conversation. I don't know how it's possible that He does, given what we know. But what do we really know about this COVID, Spence? I mean, we don't know when he tested positive. He's been asymptomatic. So uh, from what I've read today, it looks like there is a chance that he will play uh, this week for the Patriots. In in the second game of the doubleheader, the Falcons, the 0-3 Falcons, traveled to Lambeau to take on the Packers. And I thought after the Falcons had blew a couple big leads and having some of the receivers back, I I believe Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley did suit up and play for the Falcons last night. I thought De- uh, Devontae Adams was going to play for the Packers. He did not and really didn't have much health uh, from the receiver position for the Packers. But it doesn't matter. And when does it ever matter when Aaron Rodgers is playing the way he plays as as the Packers won and covered easily? And Matt Ryan, uh, look, the Falcons look uninspired last night. And I don't know how much longer Dan Quinn can hold on as the, as the coach of this team. And I don't know that a new coach is going to or, or replacing the coach is going to do anything for these guys. Um, and Arthur Blank is not the type of owner that likes to cut bait in the middle of the season. Uh, but it just stinks. It stinks for the Falcons, um, a team that should easily have two wins, to really have an opportunity to go on the road on Monday night against a team that doesn't have any weapons healthy and, and put it together a game plan to be uh, right there with the Packers. And it didn't happen that way as uh, – Tight end Andrew Tonin, I believe he had three scores. And Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. He's certainly in the conversation of MVP uh, on the short list this season. And uh, the Packers get the win in the cover, Spence. And and what can you say about Aaron Rodgers? The guy is is phenomenal. When he's playing like he's capable of playing, we know that there's not many that are better.
0: Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable what he's doing this season. And I think he said in a comment earlier that his Mm -hmm. off uh, years are like – most quarterbacks career years which is pretty funny so yeah. he's playing you by that comment alone uh you can tell he's playing with a ton of confidence and it's showing on the football field he doesn't like it doesn't really matter who's flying out there like guys you've never heard of are suddenly like the best players that you've ever seen
1: All right, Spence. So those were the games Monday night. And before we get into some of the recap of this past Sunday's game, I want to get into a conversation with you and with with the listeners out there. So Benny, Corey, Dave, all you guys listening, please chime in on this conversation. And it's about quarterback Josh Allen. And the Bills came to Las Vegas and took on the Raiders this week. They won and they covered the spread. And Josh Allen is in the conversation for MVP this year. And there's the stats from the last game, 24, 34, 288, two touchdowns. And there's a lot of people that continue to throw the hate at Josh Allen. And they want to double down on their original comments that he is not a franchise quarterback, Spence. And I disagree with that. I've disagreed with that from the end. I thought he had a good performance in the playoffs last year. He's not perfect, of course. He still misses passes, but the guy can extend plays with his legs. And he's really good at throwing on the run and from alternate angles. Uh, so there's a lot of Josh Allen hate from, from media and, uh, so-called experts, uh, at the quarterback position or football. And I think they're dead wrong. And I think Josh Allen is right below the top tier, uh, of quarterbacks in this league. And Spence, I was telling you off the air. Um, I think after three guys, uh, you can make the argument that Josh Allen, uh, After Mahomes, um, after Rodgers, why is the third guy?
0: Russell Wilson.
1: Russell Wilson. After those three guys, uh, I think Josh Allen is the next guy you'd like to have on your team. So let's go through the list, Spence. Um, Let's go through the list of right now, guys. Right now, let's take the whole body of work and how they're playing right now, and tell me who you would rather have as your quarterback right now. And I'm going to start randomly. Let's go with the Colts because as I'm looking at here, would you rather have the statue Philip Rivers leading your team uh, on a last drive or, or to win an important game, or would you rather have Josh Allen? For me, it's no-brainer Josh Allen.
0: Uh, well, a game-winning drive. <laughs> Philip Rivers is like the worst game-winning drive quarterback, I think, probably ever. So in that case, I'll take Josh Allen.
1: Okay, let's go with the Saints. And normally this would be easy the other way, but if we're going on what we've seen lately and the progression of Allen and kind of di- digression of Drew Brees, if you're telling me right now what we've seen lately, uh, who I'd rather have at center, I- I'm going to slightly lean towards Josh Allen's fence.
0: Yeah, you know my feelings about uh, the noodle arm they have over there in New Orleans who they should really just let go and like start Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, I'll take Josh Allen over Drew Brees.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's go Carolina Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater, Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen.
0: This one's a little closer, I think, than a lot of us want to uh, admit. Teddy Bridgewater has been pretty good this season and has been getting wins for his team. Uh, uh, Gosh, that's a tough one. It's almost a wash for me, but I guess I'll give the edge to Josh Allen because he's able to extend plays a little better.
1: Okay, let's go uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And Joe Burrow does not have enough uh, kind of clout, I would say, yet. He's only played three games. Uh, so if we want to line up these these few games, definitely I think Joe Burrow may be potentially uh, the guy that you would want to take. But as, as of right now, I've got to give a slight lean to Josh Allen from what he's done uh, up to this point.
0: I can't accept that. I think Joe Burrow is really that good. And I think he's doing it on a team that really isn't that great for him. So I, I will take Joe Burrow in this one.
1: Okay. Spence will take Joe Burrow there. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow. I give that one easily to Joe. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. I give that easily to Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, we can move on from that one.
1: Okay. Houston Texans, uh, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. This one's tougher for me. I'm going to give this one a wash. Uh, I would normally lean towards Deshaun Watson, uh, but being Owen four says something to me. Um, I know it's a little bit different situation, but uh, that being said, I'm not going to give the edge to Watson, given that one team is 4-0, the other is 0-4. So I'm going to give this one a wash.
0: I will not accept that. Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Josh Allen. Although it's getting closer now, uh, the Texans just have the worst constructed team from top to bottom. They don't have the worst team, but the way it's constructed is the worst team from top to bottom. So Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback.
1: Okay, here's an interesting one, Spence. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. We know what Lamar Jackson can do on his legs, uh, but look what he did in defeat against Kansas City. Under 100 yards passing. Uh, Josh Allen never has uh, under 100 yards passing. So, I mean, gosh, he he has too many games like that. I'm going to give the slight edge to Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson, the, the reigning MVP.
0: I won't do that. That's a little too much. I think he isn't as developed as a passer as people would like him to be. But the way he's able to like move his his hips and just twist and turn, he's just so fast. And you know, we, we equally haven't really seen anything from Josh Allen as we have from Lamar Jackson. And the Bills haven't played anyone too great this season. Although that was a great win against the Rams. I'm still going to give this to Lamar Jackson.
1: All right, Spence, I challenge you to pull up Josh Allen's red zone statistics over his career, and then let's continue the conversation. So I'll give the edge to Jack or to uh Allen there. Uh so let's go Rams, LA Rams, Jared Goff, Josh Allen. I'm going Josh Allen.
0: Oh, this is another close one because he's really had a resurgence this season. I'll I'll still go Josh Allen on this one, but I think that one's really, really close.
1: It's, I would say it's close. Um, Forty San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, Josh Allen. Uh, Garoppolo did leave his, lead his team to the Super Bowl last year, but it was with a very run-heavy offense. Josh Allen doesn't necessarily have a superstar running back, and at the tight end position, uh, definitely a lot to be um, desired. He definitely has some more weapons on the outside, but I wouldn't say a strong running game, strong tight end. I'm going to go Josh Allen over San Francisco's quarterback situation.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Grololopo is me and my cousin like to call him. Uh, He's like a slightly worse version of Derek Carr. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo is on a short list of some of the worst quarterbacks in the league.
1: Okay. So so let's go. Arizona Cardinals is another interesting one. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, if we want to go records here, lately i'm gonna give the slight edge to josh allen and look kyler murray's thrown two three picks in multiple games josh allen you just saw the stats his last 14 games not turning the ball over
0: yeah the cardinals took two steps forward and basically three steps back uh i'm gonna go with josh allen for now i just feel like it's more consistent
1: uh okay denver broncos quarterback situation uh, i think that's an easy one josh allen for me what was that one Denver Broncos. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: easy. That's
1: uh, easy. New, New York Jets, Josh Allen. I mean Josh Allen, easy yeah. there. um We talked about the Colts, the Chicago Bears. Uh easy one for me, Josh Allen, over anything they got there.
0: Yep. Same, same here.
1: Uh Detroit Lions. This one's difficult for me because I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. Uh, but a lot of people don't like Matt Stafford. Uh I think Josh Allen to me gets a very slight edge over Stafford because of what he can do with the legs. So Josh Allen. Yeah.
0: Familiar. It's just it's just unfortunate that we haven't seen Stafford play for a good team before. Uh he he took into the playoffs one time, so I feel like this wouldn't be as close if he played for someone like I don't know, uh like what if he would replaced Aaron Rodgers or something. So uh, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm on the I'm on the same page here. I guess I'll go Josh Allen, but it, I I don't know. We just haven't seen enough from Stafford anywhere else.
1: Okay, here here's another interesting one, and Dave has him as number four, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh, I think this one's really close. I think Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback. For me, it's a wash. Uh, Josh Allen has ascended to me uh, a lot, more than any other quarterback, and so for that reason, I'm going to give him in his 4-0 record and his playoff appearance last year, I'm going to give Josh Allen the push here against Dak Prescott.
0: Yeah, the Cowboys have probably the second worst constructed offense like I was talking about before. Uh the way their defense is basically structured. I'm gonna go Dak Prescott here. I think he's like basically what Josh Allen is. I think they're archetype wise, they're exact same quarterback. And I think Dak does it a little better than Josh right now.
1: Okay. Uh the Miami Dolphins, uh, I think that's an easy one. Josh Allen over any of the Dolphins quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Uh Kirk Cousins, Vikings, Josh Allen. I'll take Josh Allen. Yep. Um, we've talked about, look, the, the top three, in my opinion, is whatever word you want to put it in Wilson, Mahomes, Rodgers. I think when you go second tier, I think that's where Josh Allen steps up. Uh, Giants, uh, I think Josh Allen wins that one. Giants, Matt Ryan, Spence, uh, give it to Josh Allen right now. Yep. Uh, here's another interesting one. Eagles, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. It's not that close.
0: Uh, I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. It could be a product of the system he plays in. It's just still blows my mind that they won a Super Bowl. They just, they don't look like, they don't look that great. And he looks a little spooked and it could be all the injuries. And we saw that kind of difference with uh, Derek Carr, like what an injury can do to a quarterback.
1: Yeah, uh, we we have seen that. Uh, LA Chargers, Spence, Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen.
0: Wow, Justin Herbert has come out looking pretty good. And th- there's that statistic. I hate obscure statistics. It's like most passing yards for your first three games, but he looked pretty great in that Tampa Bay game until late, obviously. So uh, I'll go Josh Allen for now, but I I, damn, I am liking what I'm seeing from Herbert overall.
1: Yeah, I like what I see from Herbert too. Uh, I'm not ready to to elevate him to that level. Look, I, I think Josh Allen has a, has a real chance – uh, to face the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game this year. I really do. And I think it'll be a decent game. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills coaching is really, really good. Um, and I, I think it'll be a great matchup between those teams and those coaches. Um, and I think we we saw the Bills play the Chiefs last year in a pretty close game. And the Bills are a little bit better. I think Stephon Diggs has made that passing attack much more dangerous. And Josh Allen can just – he's really good in the red zone, and he we know what he can do extending plays with his legs. He can just get out of the way of rushes and make and extend plays and not only run for first downs but make big-time throws off of the run. So I really like the guy. And if you're telling me right now, that's why I said, Spence, after those top three, uh, for my money right now, I'm taking Josh Allen as my guy over uh, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Uh, The 0-4, Houston, Texas, and Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson a lot, but I've seen Allen just make – I know he's not – like I said, I know he doesn't make every throw, but I've seen him make enough throws under pressure um, in the red zone in key situations where I'm willing to trust the fact that with a few weapons – uh, and a decent offensive line and a running back that can do a few things. I think Josh Allen has an opportunity to win a lot of football games. So we'll see how that plays out. And a lot of it's a, also this this conversation is, is I'm really irritated with the, with the Josh Allen hate. The guys that want to double down on how bad he is because they want their opinion to be right. Stop. Are you going to say that after the bills go 13 and three and are right in the conversation for the one seed this year? Cause I think that's, what's going to happen. I think they're going to be right in the conversation with Kansas city. And if they don't get the one seed, I think they will be in line for the two seed. Uh, I, I know the Ravens will have something to say about that. And I'm not discounting the Ravens. They're still going to be a tough out. And Lamar Jackson is a fantastic player, uh, but he's not as consistent as you would like for him to be right now. So Uh, It's going to be fun to watch in the AFC. And look, the Patriots are going to have something to say. They were right there, uh, tit for tat, with Kansas City on Monday night without their starting quarterback. So um, the AFC is going to be really good, and I think there's going to be some teams that can really play tough against each other. Look, we saw this is the second tough game the Chiefs has been in. They they were lucky to get out of L.A. with a win against the Chargers in division, so – um we'll see how that plays out thanks uh for your feedback ben dave Corey. uh although you know Corey's feedback at times we don't know what to trust it's the same guy that thinks uh, alvin kamara is still going to the packers so uh, i don't know what to tell him about that but spence let's get into some of our recap of sunday's games uh you can throw up our records there and Corey, here's your chance uh to shine uh spence does not have my record updated i believe i had sorry. seven no no seven yeah eight.
0: no i got it one second sorry about um, that These are the real
1: records. (laughs) Uh, There's the real record. Spence had a great week. Spence 10 and four this week. 71% outstanding job. Uh, I was 500. And uh, uh, Corey um, has decided, uh, you know, he is the cap god now because he's come in one week and a great week that he had, 11 and three, and he'll be back on Thursday. Congratulations to Corey. He is the champ. Uh, we might have him his own avatar, little sign in by uh, Thursday, Spence, to celebrate his victory. Uh, great record from him; he beat us both outright. And, uh, and and if you decided to bet some of Corey's games, you were you were quite the winner. Um, I am still at five hundred, uh, hovering around that for the season. Uh, we'll get that fixed here soon, um, Spence. You 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 had another great week, man. Good job by
0: you. Yeah, I bounced back. I had that one kind of bad week, but now uh, I'm able to get above that. I want to stay in the 55 to 60% range, which is really tough to do. So uh, I I kind of expect to regress back to the mean again. I expect everyone to regress to the mean. That's just kind of the way statistics go uh, in my experience. But, hey, I can't be mad, obviously, that I went 10-14.
1: And I've got to give one other person credit that's not on the show, Spence, that I tried to get on the show. My girlfriend, Amanda. Let me tell you what she did this week, Spence. Okay, we went to the Rampart to give our picks, and I let her play my beat the bookie for the Rampart picks this week. She picked them all on her own, and uh, she went 10-4 and four, straight up. Uh, but if she would have went against the spread, she would have also been 11-3 and three because she kept telling me she wanted to take the Giants. And I told her, no, not to take the Giants. Well, the Rams were lucky to win, and if we were picking it against the spread, the Giants would have covered that spread. And I'll also give her credit – um, she would have been eleven and three if if it weren't for the Falcons. She was on the Falcons, but she did pick the total almost spot on. Her total points were forty five, that hundred and forty six. Uh, so I got to give Amanda Schumacher credit. Her Bears screwed me royally, but as a whole, uh, she picked outstanding. And uh, I'll let her pick the beat the bookie again this week. And if she has another good performance, we may have to have a four-way pick the week after. And I'll have to put up my girlfriend against Corey to take his ass down because he's sitting on cloud nine right now that he waxed our ass this week with his 11 and three record. So congrats to Corey. Uh, congrats to Amanda. She did a really good job picking. She was she was excited and following her picks all weekend. And she did a really good job. So uh, I give her her credit there. Spence, let's go through some of the games and some of the matchups here from this past Sunday and give some of your your thoughts on what happened. Um, Colts-Bears, this is the one that, that really crushed me, uh, a lot of my tickets. Um, I thought the Bears at home were going to be able to, to get the win and that they would be able to shut down uh, Phillip Rivers. Now, Philip Rivers didn't do a whole lot. They, I think they scored 19 points. Uh, but this Colts defense looks really good. And the Bears could do nothing. Nick Foles looked like crap. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get anybody involved in the passing game. Nick Foles was awful. He was inaccurate. Uh, They scored a garbage touchdown late. uh, But they got beat by the Colts 19-11, and the Colts covered that pretty easily.
0: Yeah, the Colts are better than you think they are. They're going to keep proving this to you every week. Now, again, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. (laughs) But I I did predict that they were going to win the division uh, this year, and it looks like it's going to happen quite easily uh, from the way everyone else has been playing. So it's going par for the course. I, I have finally forgiven them for their week one performance against the Jaguars.
1: Uh, look, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I won't buy into the Colts because it's the same narrative that has not proved me wrong. Phillip Rivers is not faster than he was three weeks ago. Okay. He doesn't have healthy, wet Michael Pittman, Paris. Uh, I forget his last name. It's not Paris Leonard, but uh, he's the receiver uh, for the Colts. He's hurt. They've got hurt receivers. They've got the Mo. I, I keep saying Mo Ali Cox is their biggest weapon in the passing game, and he continues to beat people. But Philip Rivers isn't doing anything to beat you, Spence. And they've got a rookie running back. It's not like he's Dalvin Cook. Okay, if this is the case, the Vikings should be four and zero and killing everybody. But now you're telling me this Colts defense is a championship defense? Okay, let's give their defensive coordinator credit, Matt Eberflus. Okay, he was the guy that the Colts said had to stay on as the hire. If you remember, Josh McDaniels had that job as the Colts head coach and Matt Eberflus was the defensive corner. They said he's going to stay regardless of who's going to be the coach. So I give him a lot of credit Uh, and Frank, Wright, The Colts seem to be winning, but I'm telling you guys, this is not what you think it is. And yes, they will probably win the South because they're taking on a Jaguars team. that stinks a Titans team that now is now decimated because of COVID. And Uh, A Texans team is 0-4, and And it's going to be interesting this coming week because the Colts are taking on the Browns, who I hate, who are also smoke and mirrors. So where am I going to go there? I hate the Colts. I don't like the Browns. i got to pick one of them, Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do there. But, look, guys, I'm telling you the Colts are smoke and mirrors. They're going to have a three- or four-game losing streak this year, and I'm going to be on it. So we'll follow that, and we'll see who's right or who's wrong there. Uh, Next game this past Sunday spent Saints-Lions – uh, Lions got off to a quick lead, 14-0. You looked like you were right on that one. Uh, but it, another way to blow a lead from Matt Patricia and the Lions. And Matt Patricia, every week, he seems to keep putting his foot in his mouth, uh, saying, oh, this is I came into this train wreck pretty much uh, is what he's saying. Even though um, Jim Caldwell had a playoff season, a nine-win season, I mean, Matt Patricia just looks like an idiot and the Lions can't hold a lead, Spencer.
0: Yeah, their defense just gives up these like crazy scoring runs. It's really not the offense's fault. The offenses look decent enough, although they they do tend to stall later in the games. So I I really don't know what it is. I guess you want to say it's coaching, but it's kind of a, a big mystery in the league. They're like one of these teams. You just have no idea what's going to happen when they go out on the field.
1: Yeah, uh, Spence, the next one, Corey was the only one right here. And, and look, I got to give Matt Rule and the Panthers credit. Uh, they were at home, and I know Arizona traveling west to east. Uh, they lose by 10 points as a three-point favorite. It wasn't close. It wasn't close at all. Uh, Kyler Murray not playing well lately, throwing interceptions. Teddy Bridgewater taking care of the ball, and they're getting it done um, without Christian McCaffrey and a big win for Carolina, two in a row
0: once again teddy bridgewater is uh proves to be a great quarterback and i just talked about that in the discussion with josh allen how it's i think it's really close so i've been impressed with him i've been impressed with the panthers uh they got a great coach for a guy who's fighting quite literally for his life on the sidelines which is hey that's just another crazy thing that's i mean his spirit is unbelievable
1: who is that you're talking about spence
0: the head coach uh uh Rivera, he's fighting cancer. No, no,
1: no, no. Yeah, but you got the wrong team. Uh Rivera's with the Redskins. Carolina uh, is now Matt Rule. That's right. Excuse me. <laughs> but <laughs> it is
0: yeah, I was still still with the Redskins. It's still really impressive what he's doing. But uh no, we'll the, uh, Matt we'll Rule has the been Redskins. great in his in week one or in his yeah. few weeks with the Panthers. The last
1: couple weeks, yeah. They won won a couple in a row. Uh let's go to the next round of game spence. Bengals Jaguars. Uh, you guys were 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 on it, and I should have been on it because Uh, I've liked the Bengals up to this point. I thought the Jaguars were going to find a way to find some of that week one magic when they beat the Colts, but that's not happening. And they lose pretty easily. Joe Burrow, man, he's the real deal.
0: Yeah. uh, Like I said in the last podcast, they're a disciplined team. That's enough to beat the Jaguars. And they were able to take care of business. Joe Burrow looks as solid as he ever has. Uh, Nothing too explosive yet. That interception really should have been a touchdown. So he should have had a better week than it even was. But I like the, the Bengals are just a decent team out there in the field.
1: Um, Look, Corey deserves credit on this next one. The uh, Cleveland Browns were pretty dominant, although they let the Cowboys get too close for comfort late in the game. Um, And it was a nice win for Cleveland, but but look, I'm not ready to jump on the Cleveland bandwagon just yet. Okay, I I don't like them, but if you remember me saying I did think – uh, I don't, I'm not a huge Stefanski fan, but I think he's certainly better than what they've had there. And I think he's going to put the right people around him. I just don't know that that mix of characters works, but he seemed to having it work so far. But the reason I'm telling you not to get so excited is because they were in a dogfight with the Cincinnati Bengals two weeks ago, and they were fortunate to get, out of there with a win even though they were pretty dominant on the ground they've really had some good game plans coming in and they let the Redskins get really close in the week before that before pulling away so the Browns have got to find a way to continue to be consistent uh they're they're finding their identity Spence with Uh, really a run first team and not letting Baker Mayfield have to drop back 35, 40 times. They've been getting the ball in Odell Beckham's hands. He had three scores yesterday, and that's a formula for success for them. Offensively, we've known for years that they've got some talent with Landry, with Beckham, with the two running backs, with uh, Baker Mayfield. They've got some great tight ends on that roster. Uh, The Browns aren't winning the Super Bowl. Corey, can you stop with your fake news? Have another drink. Okay. Enjoy your championship this week. Uh, The Browns are the Browns, okay? They're never going to be anything else until they prove otherwise. And they're not going to come in under one-year head coach and win the Super Bowl. They're not going to win their division. They'll be lucky if they get in the playoffs with this being expanded. And they've beat uh, a few crappy teams, and they had a nice win against a very overrated Cowboys team. So let's see how they do against your Colts, your guys' favorite team. Everybody loves the Colts. If they win this coming week uh, and they go to 4-1, and one, they'll put themselves in good position. But I don't care if they go 4-1 and one or 5-1. and one. Uh, Once they play the Ravens again, they'll get beat. Uh, the overrated Steelers will beat them. Um, they'll probably get beat by uh, the Bengals the next time they play. So, look, the Browns are going to be 8-8 eight and eight, uh, at the end of the season. It doesn't matter what they do uh, the first six or seven weeks. Uh, the next one, Spence, you were the lone mark here as uh, you changed your mind last minute. Uh, It's hard for me to go with or against my team because whatever I do, they do the opposite. Uh, But a nice performance by the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, another great game on the ground. Adam Thielen had over 100 yards. Um, Justin Jefferson again. Had over 100 yards. He he. I talked about having to get him in the offense. He looks like he could be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. He looks great and a really solid replacement for Stephon Diggs. If they can get some production out of the offensive line uh, in Minnesota, they have an opportunity to be a good scoring team. It's just unfortunate. Defensively, they're so young and they're, and they're depleted in some key areas. They've lost Anthony Barr, their stud linebacker for the year. With an injury. Uh Michael Pierce, we talked about last week. Uh the defensive tackle they got in free agency. He's sitting out due to COVID. All pro Daniil Hunter. Um, he has been out um with a neck injury. We don't know when he's gonna be back. And in the Texans, 0-4, and it, it just sucks uh for the for Texans fans because you got a quarterback there that uh probably should have beat the Chiefs last year. They had a big lead in that playoff game, Spence, before they blew it. And now 0-4. And, yes, head coach Bill O'Brien, as we found out uh, in the last 48 hours, he is no longer the coach of the Houston Texans. No longer coach, no longer GM. Spence, we've kind of been in agreement about Bill O'Brien and the Texans that he's been their downfall. I know he's led them to some division titles, uh, but the Colts haven't been the Colts since Peyton Manning left. It's definitely been one of the more easier divisions to conquer. Uh, but but Bill O'Brien's out. And my question to you, Spence, for the Wiz will Bill O'Brien get another job? And in what capacity will he have another job?
0: Uh, I don't think so. And I I just personally, I would never want him near my organization. Decision-making wise, coaching wise, nothing about him really impresses me. Not offensively, scheme wise, not defensive wise. <laughs> Corey says Adam Gase can come take the <laughs> job. That'd be great. But uh, the, the damage is already done for the Texans, in my opinion. I, I think that Why you wait this long? Why you give him promotion after that? I mean, they lost their best player. They traded two of their first round picks for Laramie Tunzel. All they got in return basically was a running back who just isn't that great. And every week they're like, we need to we need a running game. Well, you traded your best player for this running back, who I guess was supposed to give you production. So, and uh, I alluded to this earlier, they spend the most money in the NFL for one of the most mediocre rosters. So if you're coming into this job as GM or coach, All you have to work with is Deshaun Watson, basically. I'm staying away. I don't want my career ruined because everyone knows that if you have one bad head coaching job, it's very hard in the NFL to find another. It's not like the NBA where you can kind of bounce around. It's not that easy.
1: Yeah, I I thought they they made the biggest mistake. I know that DeAndre Hopkins didn't want to stay in Houston due to that relationship with O'Brien, but you've got to get more than a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, look what the Vikings got for Diggs. They've got a, they got a, a multiple picks, including a first rounder, and Justin Jefferson looks like a solid replacement uh, for Diggs up to this point. And the Texans did not fill that that void by losing Hopkins. And and you've got to put pieces around uh, Deshaun Watson. You've got to. And that defense of Houston is not playing worth a crap. Okay, they're allowing fourth quarter rushing yards out the wazoo. Uh, they can't stop anybody defensively. So J.J. Watt, it seems like when he had that rough injury a couple years ago, he's not the same player. Whitney Merciless does not look like the same guy. Uh, their linebacking core can't stop anybody. The Houston Texans defense is in a lot of trouble, and uh, somebody's going to get that job spent. So they're going to have to draft really well because they're going to have to build. Deshaun Watson's your quarterback, and that guy, how would you would hate to have that guy for over a decade and not even make an appearance in the AFC title game.
0: Yeah, you alluded to great picks, but they don't have a lot. They just gave up like their next two first round picks, and one of them belongs to Miami, which uh Benny pointed out here. So, like I said, it's not like you have all this, it's not like you have room to sign guys, and it's not like you have a lot of draft picks to turn things around.
1: Yeah. Spence, let's go back to the board and, and recap the rest of the games here. Uh Seattle took took on the Dolphins. They traveled east to take on Miami. We, we were all perplexed at this line, Spence. We could not see why it was so low. It's like they were trying to tell us something. And Miami played pretty close. They were within a score most of that game. They had every opportunity, if they were able to stop Seattle, to get that cover. But Seattle is just hard to stop. And they ended up making some plays late and giving, getting that cover. Uh, Russell Wilson, by far, uh, in the conversation with Pat Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league, and it's really, really hard for anybody to stop a Russell Wilson-led offense.
0: Yeah, and the game was, you, you. yeah, you talked about it. The game was a lot closer than I thought it was, and I was sweating this game a little bit. But, yeah, once things kind of fell apart at the end, I was like, okay, this isn't really that tough. Again, I still don't know where the line came from. I still think it should have been, like, closer to 10.
1: Yeah, well, look, uh, a lot of the Dolphins fans, and I don't know if Dave Perry's still in the house, but uh, he's a big Dolphins fan, and I'm sure he's ready for Tua to get his opportunity under center for Miami. I don't think they're ready to pull the trigger yet this week. I think they take on the 49ers. Uh, but it looks like Tua could be in the mix to get the call here soon for the Dolphins. Look, I've mentioned it. I don't think the Dolphins roster is that great, but I really am a fan of their coach, Brian Flores. And look, for them to be competitive against Seattle says a lot. Uh, Fitzpatrick wasn't awful, uh, but Tua could give them that spark that could could put them on a 3-4 game winning streak. We saw how Herbert's played and Burroughs played as rookie quarterbacks with no preseason Hardly any offseason. They've been excellent. Uh, so it looks like two is going to get that call here in the next few weeks. And we'll see what it does for the Dolphins. Do the Dolphins really want to be that competitive, though, Spence? I mean, they're going to have some great picks in the draft. Brian Flores has an opportunity, if he drafts well, to have that team very competitive in the next few years. And I'm talking playoff competitive with the expanded playoff role. They're going to have two very high first-round picks. They're going to have multiple second-round picks. Um, If they can draft a few guys on defense, some really game changers, and they can get uh, Mike Kosicki has has turned into a really productive tight end for Miami. He's a guy that if Tua plays really well is going to be a hell of an asset. Uh, Devontae Parker, if he can stay healthy, if they can add another guy like the Vikings added Justin Jefferson, if they can get somebody like that. Uh, that can make plays and, and can make plays after the catch. Man, uh, they get a couple offensive linemen in there. They draft well. They're going to be really good and really young. Uh, so the Dolphins have a bright future. Uh, we'll see how quick they pull the trigger and get into it in there. Next game, Spence, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at home against the Chargers. Chargers traveled west to east, and they were in a huge lead in that game. It looked very, very dismal for uh, for Tampa Bay. I think it was like 24-7. I was even messaging Benny. Uh, you know, the Chargers, they blow one last week, and then they're off to this amazing start. And people were already ready to throw in the towel on Brady. Oh, if you had a, a decent quarterback on Twitter. And I just hate, I hate this crap about Brady, because Brady is like when we were talking about guys that just elevate the people around them. Tom Brady is that guy. And that's why, like with him, you can never count him out. There's some teams in this league If they're down, it's just you feel like they're going to lose. Like the Bears, the Bears this week, when they got down seven to nothing, it's like they're just not going to – they don't have what it takes. With Tom Brady, you are never out of a game. He has proved it time and time again, Spencer. And he did this week, down three-plus scores. Your guy, the noodle arm Brady, five touchdowns, leads the Tampa Bay Bucs back, and they get a huge comfort behind victory, and they cover the spread.
0: Yeah, it should have never happened because of that fumble off of a punt at the end of the first half. I mean, that's what changed everything. Momentum shifts are just so crazy, especially in a game like football. You give a team a free possession within the fifteen yard line, you're asking to be burned. And uh, yeah, noodle arm Brady didn't look so noodle arm. Although he didn't, it's not exactly like he had all these like, crazy deep passes. He it did is, have the one. Know, he did I have know. the one. Uh, but uh, actually, I think uh, the tight end tore like blew his Achilles out on that catch. But uh, which will be interesting to see, like going forward, because that means Rob Gronkowski is going to get more looks now. But hey, give it—you got to give credit to their defense too, who also had some big plays in the second half. So it really just came all together, and everyone knew Tampa Bay was going to be good this year. But that was a that was a big win for them.
1: It was a real big win, and I've been saying, it, Spence, I think that the, the Brady's going to get more comfortable and better each week. And I told you at the beginning, I think they got a real chance to go to the NFC title game. I'm still going to stick by that. Uh, Benny, I know, man, I know you're heartbroken by that loss and you're hoping that your Chargers get healthy. Um, look, you've got a lot to be proud of with uh, Justin Herbert and losing Eckler was not good. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll follow your Chargers uh, and I'll come to you to see uh, what you think, how they'll show up in some of their picks against the spread here in the next few weeks. And if uh, if Corey loses his title, we'll bring you on uh, to pick against uh, the Believer and the Wiz against the spread. Spence, the next game, the Ravens took on the Redskins this week. We like that line. The Redskins pretty much were in control most of that game, and they covered fairly easily against the Redskins.
0: If Alex Smith was the quarterback, I would still – I would have picked the Redskins in this game. I like that line with Alex Smith, but with Dwayne Haskins, his ability to turn the ball over, it was almost too easy.
1: Yeah, I think I said on the show I'd really like to see Alex Smith get an opportunity, even with the Redskins. So we'll see. I guess we'll kind of see here in the next four or five weeks um, how sold the Redskins are on Haskins. I definitely think they want to give him an opportunity. But if Alex Smith is healthy, I'd really like to see if he's got uh, some football left in him. If he's healthy enough to play, they've given him clearance. Let's see if he has some of the same ability and production that he had before the injury. So I'd love to see that. I think there, And then you were mentioning Ron Rivera. He's the coach that's dealing with the cancer. They certainly have a lot to play for, and they like it. They seem to be motivated to play for Coach Rivera. Um, it sucks. They uh, their first overall pick, Chase uh, Chase Young from Ohio State. He's dealing with an injury, but he seems to be a really good player. So, look, I, I think Washington, even though they're at the bottom rung of some of these teams, Spence, I think they're going to be competitive in a lot of these games. So, it's going to be close to fall. Fo- it's going to be interesting to follow them closely. Uh, as they're going to be underdogs in most of their games this year. Spence, let's move on to the next group of games. Um, the Rams, uh, I don't know what happened there. They were in a dogfight with uh, with the Giants, and they did not cover that spread. We were all wrong there.
0: What a bizarre game. <laughs> it's really just one of those unexplainable things where like, the Rams were basically just going to win the entire time, but it was just way closer than it is. But that's the nature of football, right? You can't predict every game perfectly, and that's just one of those examples of unexplainable uh, results.
1: Yeah, really weird one, and of course, after watching that performance, the Rams will continue to play teams uh, in the NFC West. I'm sorry, the NFC East, and they'll take on um, uh, the Redskins this week. So that's going to be an interesting, another big game. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, we talked about it earlier. The Chiefs, they uh, they won and covered against uh, against the Patriots last night on Monday night. Uh, the Bills, we talked about Josh Allen in detail. Spence, your Raiders had a tough time. Uh, quickly, tell the audience what your kind of projection is for the Raiders as the season moves along with the Bills
0: 4-0. Yeah, th- th- like I said, the Raiders are amongst the worst teams in the NFL, and they showed exactly that this uh, this week against the Bills. Very easy. That was my bet of the week. How that line was still three, it's like some sort of strange thing. But you see, I've seen this trend with Vegas teams, like the Golden Knights get these favorable lines because I guess they want people to load up on the home team. So I guess it's beneficial for the casinos to do it that way. But for anybody who really cares about sports betting, uh, it's a way to make free money. Uh, so I think the Raiders will go two and five over these next few weeks. They play the Chiefs, they play Tampa Bay, and I think he'll lose a decisive game against the Browns. Where, and in a game that they should win. So they'll, they'll be two and five at that point. Facing the Chargers week nine, that'll be the perfect spot for Marcus Mariota. I know he got hurt, but by that time, he'll be healthy enough. And, you know, the Raiders are going to be looking for a tide of change. Derek Carr is just looking worse and worse with every given week. With the fumbles, with uh, the missed passes, 10 yards, like more than 10 yards down the field. It's just not – none of it's coming together. We have the worst pass rush in the NFL. We have the worst secondary in the NFL. Our linebackers really aren't playing that well. And then you got young guys at the safety position who would constantly find themselves in the wrong spot. This will be a six-win team like I predicted.
1: Spence, we talked about the Monday night game, Packers, Atlanta Falcons, um, the Sunday night game. 49ers eagles eagles won outright uh that line confused me as it continued to go up to nine points um i didn't think with nick mullins and all the injuries no matter who carson wentz had i thought that number was too big the eagles ended up winning outright they look pretty good
0: yeah i think i think i called him nate mcmillan last week and his name might as well be that he's so uh pedestrian so uh everyone was kind of hyping him up with all these weird statistics again i hate uh, uh obscure statistics he looked about what he is a backup quarterback And the Eagles, you know, six and a half, plus six and a half. That was just crazy. That was like almost too easy.
1: Yeah. Spence, when we come back on Thursday, the Thursday night game will be over. It's going to be Bears against Buccaneers. Uh, I'm not betting on the Bears again the rest of the year. I think Tampa Bay should win and should cover. I think that line's five and a half. Uh, I think Brady primetime will get the job done. The Bears offense looked awful this past week against the Colts.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll take that as well.
1: No doubt. Spence, as we hit the outro here tonight, I want to thank you. Corey, uh, we'll have you on on Thursday. You'll get to defend your title, my man. Congratulations on that. Everybody stay tuned. Thursday, we'll recap the Thursday night game between the Bears and the Buccaneers. And, of course, we'll have our NFL picks for week five this Thursday. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch us on the podcast portion. You can go to Audio Boom. You can go to Spotify uh, Google Podcasts. Make sure you search Landry football conference call, and then underneath there you'll see the rest stop. Please give us a download, give us a like, and download the Twitch app, www.twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball. We are live every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 to 10 o'clock Pacific time. Make sure you tune in and you watch us live. You can see us on my Facebook page, Twitter page, or, of course, on Twitch. And, of course, like my YouTube page, Brad the Believer. Search that, give us a subscribe and like. We will catch you on Thursday back here live for Spencer the Wiz. I'm Brad the Believer. Have a great week, guys, and we'll see you back here on.